This is a Luke Guy Show. Luke here today, episode 137, talking on the dumbest things I see in business and how to avoid them. Let's go. And this is the Luke Guy Show, helping entrepreneurs close bigger, faster, and more easily by building digital relationships on scale while growing the customer universe. What's popping, Luke here? You're going to absolutely enjoy the show. Let's dive in right now. What's poppin'? It's Saturday, July the 9th. Got another podcast episode going out here for you guys here on the dumbest things I see in business. Personal opinion here, um, and I hope hopefully I can keep this as positive as possible, but yet avoid pitfalls. Maybe we'll do some mindset shifts here and just do some crazy stuff. I'm on the Luke Guy show here today, and who is this for? This is for the guys who are like, and gals who are in the virtual closing world, but also maybe coaches as well. You're building systems. You want freedom. You want virtual freedom. You want time freedom. You, you, you want income freedom. All those things. You want to have a team, right? Well, this podcast go over how to do that. And today, I'm going over the dumbest things that I see in business when it comes to this part of the world of selling invisible product, info products, coaching products, and in sales. So we're talking about that today. So just got back from a little trip, had a lot of fun, thought about this, saw a lot of stuff, and it kind of reminded me of why I do what I do and why we should all be doing what we're doing, and it should be to fill a need that does not exist, okay? So, and it's amazing, I didn't always think this way until much research and, you know, just watching what worked, what didn't, what flopped, what didn't flop. This is my conclusion. It is the dumbest thing ever to come to a city that has 10 dealerships and to start another one and do the same thing the rest are doing. But just because your name is John Doe and you've been doing this 30 years, you think that gives you license to open up another dealership, even though you offer nothing different, the prices aren't that much competitive, and your cars do the exact same thing as other cars do. Um, another dumb thing I see, and you'll get the theme here, is, you know, all these kids, they want to be the next YouTubing star, right? The idea is not dumb. I don't want to say that. I'm not saying that they are dumb. But why do we think that we can jump in a world, let's say, of, I don't know, how many kids today want to be a YouTuber star? Let's say there's 50,000 YouTubers out there going, this is probably crazy. There's probably hundreds of thousands of, of kids uploading on a regular basis. And a percentage of those are putting money into it. They've had years... And they maybe pop some viral videos here and there, but then you know, right? Very few of those are actually full time YouTubers. Why in the world do would someone jump in this market and be like, okay, I'm going to YouTube, YouTubing, YouTubing star, and I'm going to do the exact same thing as everybody else is doing, and somehow I'm going to come to the top? All right. Let's say that you come into a market and they there is ten. Now there's five lawn care company in that city. And they're monsters, absolute monsters. They have five-star reviews flowing. And then you think, or not you as in you, but let's say that this person thinks they're going to the market, and go, oh, I'm going to be the sixth number guy, and I'm just going to crush everybody. It's one of the dumbest things I've ever seen. Why am I saying that? Because, and, I, and I'm reflecting, I'm talking about old Luke here, sometimes even I can get caught up in this. We think, how can this market serve me? And what's going to be my favorite way of them serving me? As a business, the reason the majority of businesses fail because they're thinking, how can I serve the market instead 
it, no, no, sorry. There's oh, maybe I said that right. Maybe how can the market serve me instead of me serving the market? And hope I don't know if I said that right. My point is, they come in thinking, "What can the market do for me? What, what, how, how can it help me with my dreams and my goals?" Because think about it. How does how do most businesses start? It's a Friday night thing after a party and you're your buddies talking and oh this would be a great idea and you get caught up in the excitement of having customers and we're going to drive fancy cars and we're going to be Mr. Important and we're going to be flying around and that's how most businesses are born. It's not born because there's a huge problem and you're the only one that can solve it that well. Um, because I mean look, if you because if we go into a market and you have six monsters and uh, imagine... Imagine, for example, Walmart. Let's say there was 20 Walmarts in every city. Do you think Walmart would be Walmart today if it had 20 competitors just like it in the same city and the majority of the cities? And there are some situations where Walmart has uh, has competition. But guess what? Walmart was here first. The only reason the other big dogs are jumping in the ring with Walmart is because they feel like they can do something different. But you're not going to beat Walmart being Walmart. Because Walmart's already Walmart. And so I'm trying to solve a Walmart problem. You're not going to do it because they already solve it. It's not going to make any sense. So it's kind of like if, if, if there's a kid who wanted to create a MySpace and he said, oh, I'm going to create another MySpace. I'm going to beat MySpace by being MySpace. Doesn't make, it doesn't make any sense. What you have to do is be as polarizing and as different, I mean so much different, in a good way that the customers lean your direction. So how does this apply to you? Let's say you're a sales guy. And you're like, Luke, I, I'm a sales guy like everyone else. Like, well, how can I be different? Or you're a coach. Well, Luke, I help people get same results. Let me ask you this question. Why are you in that seat right now? Why? Why? You I mean, let's say, you're, let's say that you are a real estate coach. Why did you jump in the ring when you knew that there was like 100 real estate coaches out there and some of them players are doing like seven figures? Why did you jump into market thinking you're going to crush them doing what they do? Exact same strategy, um, everything. And you're like, how, like, how, why would you jump in the market? The correct answer would not be, well, I thought it'd make me a lot of money. You're going to get destroyed. All right. If you jump into sales to make a lot of money, you're going to get destroyed. Can you get into sales to make a lot of money? Yes. But you have to do this at a different angle, right? I have, like for example, I have, I've had my little my little kid come up to me like, you know, Daddy, I want to be in the public eye. I want to do some cool things. And I'm like, well, if you're doing this for attention, this is going to fall flat on its face. But if you do it because you enjoy it, you can do this until you die, whether it be instruments or or, or whatever, singing or anything like that. Because, you know, we, we, there's some of us who want to entertain people, right? And, but, and then once again... Once again, that brings me to the whole YouTubing thing, okay? These kids who think they're going to jump in the YouTube world and smash it and be number one forever are sadly mistaken. First of all, most people don't keep the public stage more than like four years. That's really, if you're, if you're like a YouTuber star more than four years and you maintain your views and grow it and, you, and, you, and you're like in the millions of views, and you can maintain that for four to five years, you've done something. After five years, you're not going to, you, you're going to have to do some shifting. You're going to have to get some real strategizing. And I've seen this since 2006, over, over, I'm talking about the top YouTubing players in the world. I mean, number one players. And then they say, the last video is, 
sorry YouTube, it's been so long since I've uploaded my video, or the title is, here's my last YouTube video. Uh, because it became irrelevant, because someone did it better than them, and if someone's doing it better than them, they deserve what you used to have, okay? Um, so it's just like business. If someone, if you let's say Toyota is a top card maker in the world. I like Toyota, okay? So people hit, hit, hit on Toyota. I like Toyota, actually. A lot of people are, oh, you want, what do you want, a, 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 you know, a BMW or a Toyota? And yeah, they both have their differences, right? Toyota does, you know, solve Toyota problems and BMW solves BMW problems, right? Two different type of people buy those cars. My point, and that is, is that let's say Toyota has been here, Toyota's been here since what, the 70s, 80s, something like that? And people made fun of that car because it was ugly. I mean, ugly. But it did something well. That all the other cars couldn't do. It got amazing gas prices, and you could hardly kill the thing. Like those were two reasons Toyota became famous and on top of American vehicles. Um, and it, it and for the people who want a long, like if you're thinking, I want a long lasting car, low maintenance, and amazing gas mileage. The percentage of the USA is going to say Toyota. How look at look at sales, look at sales, look at polls. Toyota is one of the top, probably within the top three, right? I, in fact, I know some of the vehicles are the top. Like, I think it's the Camry, top vehicle car, like, top car, bought in volume. Just, just, plump. and I don't know what it is in 2022, but, like, year after year after year, usually it is the Camry. And then if you get into, like, I think, like, the, the vans, what, whatnot. So, I think, I think the Sienna was the top one. So, that's why a guy named Elon says, hey, I'm not going to beat Toyota trying to solve Toyota problems. I'm going to, I'm going to beat Toyota by being in a category they don't even really exist in. And that was in the EV world. None of these players wanted to do EV. Why? Because it's dangerous. Danger. Well, the EV part's not dangerous. No one wants to get in batteries. But the uh, autonomous driving. So it was an EV. It was in the autonomous world. All right? Nobody wanted to touch those two categories. And guess what? In the EV world, Tesla crushes it. In autonomous, they crush it. So they took out two categories and they absolutely crush it. Now it's a car like all the other all the, but all the other ones. But it solves a different problem. And it fits the bill of the government. The government really wanted, um, what, green emission type cars. And there's debates on whether they didn't really help it at all. But either way, people think they're cool. They self-drive. They're like computers on wheels. A lot, way more massive computer than, than the you know, past cars that we've ever had. And it, so that's how the car, that's how, that's when you start a car dealership. Is when your car does something that everybody wants, but no other car does. And that's what I'm telling you. If you are not in this to win and become number one, if you want to halfway or just put 10% of your energy in, you're going to get massively destroyed. You got a lot of bad days ahead of you and your body gets you behind whooped. And that's Georgia talk. And I'm still trying to make, because they say you're supposed to talk positive on these things. And I'm trying to, I'm trying to talk positively. I'm, I'm really trying my best. Um, this is how my brain, this is how I think up here. Um, but the thing is like, but if you are like crushing it, you are a master of a skill and you become number one, that's how you always stay relevant. So if you are, if you are a sales guy, right. And you have someone filling your appointments out and giving you leads, the way you stay relevant is keeping your close rates as maximum, as high as possible. And you do that by staying relevant, by staying fresh, by training, like you're about to jump in the boxing ring and you're fighting and you're fighting and like you're getting good, good, good. And the way you do that. You're watching YouTube videos. You are doing sales training. You're getting trained by seven-figure, eight-figure players. All right? You you are jumping as many calls as you can. You are watching, recording. That's how you become number one and become relevant. As a coach, 
uh, this is more truer than ever before with you. Like, if you're going to keep your marketing on top, what keeps your cost per acquisition down? What's going to keep your volume up? And all those things, keeping your customers happy, which is the most important thing. Besides, so the two number, two number things, two things, cost per acquisition, you got to always try to keep it down low and making customers happy. You figure those two things and you're, you're going to reach highs you've never seen before. That's going to be two biggest struggles. And you do that by staying relevant. You do that by solving problems that people actually care about. And you do that better than anyone else. And that really sums up business, truly. So I just want to kind of destroy that mindset. Hey, I'm going to start a business. If you're going to start a business just for fun and think you're going to do it full time and get rich, you're, you're, just, you're just going to get crushed. But if you're actually solving a problem that people care about and you do that better than anyone else and they want to pay for it, you will be richer than anyone in your family, any anyone in your city. Um, if you can do that and become like becoming, if you become number one and hold that title, very few people think like this. Like, well, I'm, I just want to be a plumber. I just want to be an electrician. I, and that's fine. That's fine. But just don't be surprised when you're at where you're at, when you're staying where you're at. And what I'm talking about is not easy. Most people, most people, 99% of people won't do what I'm talking about. But that's why we call them the 1% because they recognize that, right? And before you can do that, you have to recognize it first. Before you even know what to do, you got to know. Like, So now this is going to open up opportunities for you. When you see it the way I'm talking about, when there's a massive problem that everybody wants solve and willing to pay for, and you can do that the best, you'll be set. And if it's a problem you actually like solving, you have a massive fun, you're building a business, and you're getting paid very, very well for it. That's easier said than done. Most will never see that. Most will never hold that title very long if they ever get a hold of it. But if you ever get a hold of it, um, hold on for dear life because they're coming for you, right? And they, someone's going to want to try to dethrone you. But that's the dumbest thing I've ever seen is thinking that life's going to be easy, halfway doing it, and solving the same problem as everyone else. Solve a different problem or solve a problem better than anyone else. Be the My point is be the best. That's all I'm saying. Be the best. Be driven. Keep going. Stay focused every minute you can put in. To be the best, do it. And you have family and all that too. They need the love and the time and all that. But instead of Netflixing, instead of scrolling until your eyes bleed on your phone, do something that can set you for life. And that's what I would recommend for you.